Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Thursday morning, November 3rd, 20. 22. Glad to have you with us right now. We are at, goodness sakes, we are at 60 degrees in the capital city. Another day well into the 70s before a little bit of a cool-off comes, although uh, the weekend, weekend improving forecast-wise, guys. Uh, keep creeping up. Temperatures creep creeping up for uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday in particular. So, um, hey, we're going to be giving away some football tickets today at Memorial Stadium. We were saying earlier this week, yeah, you know, could be rainy, could be a, a Saturday where the draft index is a little bit higher. We're looking at 62 and sunny now for an 11 a.m. kickoff. So you know, other than wearing a sweatshirt, you might be just fine for that. So be listening at 710, though. We are going to give away tickets to Nebraska and Minnesota, and we are bringing back for the first time in a couple of months, quite a while, maybe since late summer, we're going to be bringing back the current events quiz. I have put together a uh, a quiz covering all of the things in the news that you could imagine there being if you've been paying decent attention to the city, state, world around you. Uh, I think you're going to do pretty well on that. So be listening for your chance to call in, play the game, and potentially take home a couple of tickets to Nebraska and Minnesota at Memorial Stadium. So that's coming up at 710, of course. Fantasy Huskers keywords at 635 and 810 as per usual. Uh, guests today will include the Grow Lincoln team. Robin and Dave will join us at 810 and at 835. The voice of the Big Red, Greg Sharp, and the latest on exactly what in the heck Nebraska's quarterback situation is for that game against Minnesota. So that is what we've got going on this morning. Mark, is this right? Another day, another lack of Powerball winners after yes. the drawing last night? Yes. Goodness Expect- sakes. Expected to be $1.5 billion with a B. Starting to think the odds on these things are not very good. Holy cow. One in 292 million, but with the number of people playing, you would think. And more people are going to be playing now. Yes. Could I? I mean, I feel like I, I, I've got a, a chance just uh, just taking a dollar out into the city and try, just picking something regular, you know, anything to do with it. has got about as good of odds of, you know, winning $1.5 billion as those odds for a Powerball ticket, to be honest. Uh, not really. I, I I would disagree with that. What? I find the right I find the right person to invest in the next Elon Musk, perhaps. No, well, that that could be. Give that person a dollar; they do an incredible job investing yeah. in in electric cars and space technology, and then a bad job running a social media uh, platform, and yeah. then all of a sudden you got you've got one point five billion. Bad news. What's that? Powerball plays two dollars. Oh, it does. Yeah, that's how often I buy those. It costs two dollars ticket. All right, all right. Well, nonetheless, well then, then, then that whole analogy is kaput. Yeah. Forget, yeah, forget, exactly. I, forget, I ever. Two dollars is a big difference. Forget I ever said Double. any of that. Um. Uh, all right. Let's let's get to one thing real quick. Let's uh, do. Uh, the, the wind is pretty strong out there. Eighteen gusting to near thirty. Uh, just had a report of a grass fire, vegetation fire, oh, far no. southwest Lancaster County, Hallam fire, 
uh, has been called out on that. Uh, nothing oh, no. else beyond that. But uh, these kind of conditions, uh, this came in at 6.06, so about seven minutes ago. So they are responding to that scene. That would be Hallam Road in southwest 72nd. That's quite a ways southwest of the county. So just be very careful because it's still extremely dry, extremely windy, and still warm. Okay. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we would. We've obviously we are familiar with yeah. with how bad those can be. So we just need another situation. So be wary and uh, be listening for that today. And hopefully, winds supposed to stay. I mean, yesterday the winds were ridiculous throughout yeah. the course. Those supposed and, to be uh, thirty to forty five today, and maybe even gusting our upper upper levels of that. Okay. Yeah. And and like I said, forecast wise, we're just get, we're going to get a dip on Friday. But it's uh, not going to be real long-lasting because Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and maybe Thursday all look pretty, still pretty, look above average temperatures-wise. It's in the low 40s out in the panhandle, and they're forecasting a mix of rain and snow in northeast Nebraska tonight, possibly here in the south by Saturday morning. Okay. All right. Um, (laughs) The... It's interesting. The Supreme Court was in Nebraska City yesterday. You talked about this a bit before the the Nebraska Supreme Court. That is was uh, at uh, I believe it was Nebraska City High School. They do it. They move it to uh, different. Uh, sometimes they do hearings in high schools. Sometimes to do educational programming for students in in the committee. Um, they actually did that one. They did that once at the the College of Law. I remember. Uh, I don't don't remember them ever coming to my high school. But nonetheless, they took on. This case about collective bargaining and arbitration and, in the end, about wearing jeans to work or not wearing jeans to work at the Department of Health and Human Services. They had oral arguments there. You had the executive director of uh, of the, the, the labor union. You had the attorneys representing the, the labor union. You had the attorneys representing the state of Nebraska on this thing. And basically the bottom line was HHS changes their policy on if you can wear jeans to work. The, uh, the, the union says, ho, 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 hold on. You can't just unilaterally do this under our collective bargaining agreement. We need to go to some arbitration. They go to arbitration. The arbitrator rules in favor of the union and said, jeans are staying. Okay. And uh, the the state says, wait a second, this arbitrator didn't do anything close to what they're supposed to do here under under the rules that we've established through collective bargaining. They didn't give us explanations. They didn't do all these things. So they up, up, appeal up to the next level, end of the next level, and then all the way up to the Supreme Court saying that the arbitrator didn't do what the arbitrator was supposed to do here at this point. This all started pre-pandemic, December 2019. <laughs> Was, was, Denim was, gate continues. Yes, yes, and so now the Supreme Court will decide. And 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 in the end, what have they been doing the whole time? Have they been wearing jeans? Not wearing jeans? Well, I I think because the the arbitrator ruled in favor of the labor union, as I as I understand it, they probably have been. I, I assume I that have, I, that, that would be, stood. That would have been my assumption, right? So I I I assume that actually happened here but the state is saying that the arbitrator exceeded uh i don't know if it was a male or a female his or his or her uh authority on this um on this whole thing didn't, so. didn't they appeal the arbitrator's ruling and then that's what's being appealed well the appeal was yeah i mean it wasn't just the ruling it was essentially that 
the arbitra- the arbitrator i mean i think the actual language has exceeded the authority there and they basically said the arbitrator didn't didn't do any so how other. did it get directly to the supreme court it didn't go to they had other oh, there were other appeals. other courts in there okay yeah they 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 appealed up the uh up the chain and and the district court and, and um and and lancaster county district court was first and so now it's there so again started with jeans ended with higher level labor law collective bargaining arbitration type law and the the students at I don't know if they let the students in Nebraska City in to watch this thing. I don't know if I that would really happen. They would. That'd be a pretty good. That'd be a pretty good. Honestly, it's a pretty good case for letting kids, uh, letting kids watch and and sort of dig into the whole process, especially with labor law, um, because that's oh, yeah, something you probably it's probably hard to get a good sense of so, when you're when you're younger. so intriguing. Yeah, you know, it's just captivating. You don't want to every you you just want it to go on and on because it's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, in the hall, by the way, the union members who were there who showed up at the thing wore jeans. Uh, well, of course they did. <laughs> uh, it, it, the union members wore jeans to uh, to stand. So that was like the new sign of, of solidarity against HHS taking this all the way up to the Supreme Court when they yeah, thought nor- they got when they thought they got the you know the ruling they're supposed to get under the collective bargaining agreement. One one would normally assume when you're. Uh, before the Supreme Court, you'd be in a suit and tie normally. Yeah, but not this case. Nope. Uh, so there you go. I. I mean, I. Luckily, we've got a rock solid collective bargaining agreement here at the radio station that there's no chance management can just unilaterally come in and be like, no cargo shorts, no baseball caps. I mean, our our union, our LNK today with Jack and Friends Union is strong, and we've got an ironclad. Uh, ironclad collective bargaining agreement well they'd have a hard time enforcing it anyway we're here and the show's done before any of them show up (laughs) that's not uh force this i record the eight o'clock news and leave if that's where the case (laughs) the students uh was talking to my uh my daughter and son they took the uh they took the student vote yesterday in lincoln public schools Mm. and uh congratulations to uh carol blood the the new governor, according to the students, uh, and to Patty Panzing Brooks, the new House member, according to the students, it may have to be a consolation prize because the adults <laughs> I don't know are going to do the same thing necessarily. Uh, but yeah, there you go. You, uh, Carol Blood getting forty three percent of the vote. Jim Pillen thirty four percent. Scott Zimmerman, the Libertarian candidate, up at twenty percent. Mm. Ooh, so it's interesting. The kids love themselves some Libertarian. I don't know what it is about third party candidate in these student votes, but I remember they were still doing this when I was in high school. And so the the election year that uh, Perot was in, so that would have, was that about ninety two giant sucking sound. Yeah, was that uh, yeah. Perot? I remember. At my high school, they were announcing the uh, the results, and Perot beat both uh, Clinton and would have been Clinton and H. W. Bush that year that he ran. He ran right. Yeah, per- oh, what a campaign! Per- Perot won. Perot won. So apparently, the kids love third party candidates. Well, I think uh, what it is is that worth. they haven't reached adulthood yet to the point where they're jaded on where their vote actually goes to electing someone. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I know like the thing with Perot was there was so much at that time. Exactly what Mark was doing there was there was he, they had the Saturday Night Live thing on him oh, yeah. and, and he, he was he was kind of a funny figure and I think that's why I got votes. I don't know. 
I don't know that Scott Zimmerman has got that much pull here, but he's still, you know, I don't know. He's getting SNL, you know, send-ups, but he's still got 20% I mean, in this. Remember, Perot pulled out all of those charts. And yeah, the charts. That was, <laughs> yes. You bought a commercial, right? Yeah. Oh, you bought, yeah, like, an, an hour-long hour. commercial on several networks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on the initiatives, both of the initiatives passed uh, for voter ID, 61% to 36%. Interesting. Yep. Uh, you could say maybe the only thing where the kind of the right leaning answer did better among the students, and then uh, on raising minimum wage, that was a blowout. The kids definitely want minimum wage raised seventy three percent to twenty five percent on that one. So it's obvious that they aren't they aren't business owners. <laughs> maybe what's what's interesting is the some of the students at the uh, Career Academy. Southeast Community College, which is an LPS SCC cooperative event, those that are the entrepreneurial, the business oriented ones, uh, voted it down or came out in in a oh did kind they of a, kind of, yeah it wasn't a, a poll uh, but they expressed a lot of skepticism. It was interesting. You can go through and you can look at all the the the, the most interesting schools are the ones that split between uh, Blood and Flood or Pillin and Patty Pansing Brooks. I wonder what's going on exactly in those places. What the, what they're hearing from their parents or or deciding in their own minds on those things. Because you had a you handful of schools that split those two. But anyway, that's not the official election. Those don't get counted. Those it's what five days away. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. F- Tuesday. <laughs> I told my son this was. Uh, he's he's seventeen. He turns eighteen in December. I was like, this is your last fake election. It's all it's all real deal after this. No, nah, it's all still fake after that. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> Given what next week is going to be like, that may not be the worst point uh, in the world. And, and I heard I yesterday that there's several states that don't allow the uh, early ballots or mail-in or any of those to even be opened before Election Day. And they said it could be two, three days before they actually get some uh, results. Why? Oh, yeah, I, I mean. The elections are getting so, oh, God getting complicated everything's getting this is going to be next week's going to be so annoying oh my gosh it's going to be terrible just just super annoying um nobody's going to agree i mean this is now nobody's going to agree if, on if, what happened and everybody's going to say they won and here we go I, I wonder with i think what is it friday that is the federal holiday i wonder if any of the uh counting will continue then uh that's a good question it is a uh, good question. Uh, and then good news from the sports world. Well, uh, a couple of things are interesting. Number one, how about that? A no-hitter in the World Series? Yeah. Uh, you don't see that? You well, haven't seen that since Don Larson in, like, 1951, 53, 51? Especially yeah. when you add in the fact that literally the night before, teed off for five home runs. Just, I mean, just batting practice the night before. <laughs> this, is a, uh, this is a weirdly compelling World Series for not... I mean, I don't have a dog in the hunt. Right. Although I'm going for Philadelphia like everyone is who's, you know, not actually a Houston fan, I yeah. think. Everyone uh, outside plus, of Texas. Plus, plus Philadelphia has that kid from uh, Omaha on the team, too. Yep. Boom. Yep. He went to Ron Colley. He went to Ron Colley. Nebraska didn't even recruit him. Ooh. And he went down to Wichita State, hitting got drafted out of Wichita State, hitting bombs. When, well, Bryce Harper's, I think, telling him. Bryce Harper gave him a little secret about how pitches were being tipped. But. So I, I watched a video on how those pitches were being tipped. Oh, really? Like, you, you, it was amazing. So you think that's really what was happening? Yeah. Someone went down, and they, they grabbed video from the entirety uh. of, of that pitcher being out there. If he didn't lift his leg as high... It was so it was a short leg kick. It was a fastball. If he ever raised his his leg 
really high, it was an off-speed or a breaking ball. Interesting. So Interesting. if the leg kick didn't Somebody come up Somebody ought to really tell McCullers that before he pitches again. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Nebraska Volleyball. Hey, you know what? I liked the match last night. Now, that's what I'm looking for. A sweep, a little bit of drama, not too much drama. Indiana almost hitting the rafters when they serve <laughs> with the throw. I know. Holy cow, that team serves aggressively. 17 sweeps this season out of 20 wins. All right. Do you know how many sweeps the team had last year in 26? Actually, no, it's a great interesting. 16. Oh, okay. That so includes the postseason. Them. All right. All right. Um, good night again for... Uh, Good night again for the Waverly gals. Yes. The Waverly college gals. I think the, the Waverly high school gals lost. Yes, um, they did. Unfortunately. But uh, Southwest still alive. Uh, Lincoln Lutheran still alive as well yep. uh, in the girls' volleyball tournament. So Caleb will have more on that. So, all right. That's what we got going on. 626. Uh, I, got, I got in a fight with 1357 and 9 yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The odds were against me. Six it was all right. Six twenty six is LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln, and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first... Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right. Time to get you a pick. Time to get you a little something to, uh, a little something extra riding on the game. Time to get you on Saturday morning counting completions one by one (laughs) throughout the course of the game. Yes, it is Fantasy Oscars this week. How many completions does Nebraska get passing completions against the Minnesota Gophers? Oh, go Gophers. And uh, to get that pick, you've got to text in to the Rickstown Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. The keyword today. And you might be the one select for the pick if you do that. The keyword is? Center. C-E-N-T-E-R. Center. Text that in right now. We'll select one of the people who texted in for pick number, uh, what are we at, eight? Uh, seven. 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 Pick number seven. Uh, eight will be today at 810. Uh, and then if you do get a pick, I'd always encourage you uh, to go to KLIN.com, or if you, you're you're hoping you get a pick, track what the picks have been at KLIN.com. And then make sure you're following KLIN on social media on, uh, or LNK Today with Jack and Friends on social media on Twitter and Facebook because Kenny does a nice little graphic where you can visualize exactly what everyone's pick is and you know how to cheer for your own picks during the course of the game. I wish, can I say something? I wish I could play this game. Like, I would like to experience uh, a Husker game being a contestant in this game. Like, I think it'd be interesting. It'd well, be fun. And, and not just having a guess. Like, you and I could look at this and go, oh, yeah. I don't know. No, I want 20, something real 20, riding on. I want yeah. 100 bucks in prizes riding on Yes, this I want there to be something like, tangible. I would like to know how it. I behave when I start counting completions during a game, in addition to the emotions that I've already got happening 
during the course of a game. I don't know how I'd how I'd handle that. Gets to the fourth quarter, you need five more completions. Right. Pass the ball. <laughs> They're winning by two touchdowns. Throw the ball, you coward. Pass the dang ball. I'm gonna need more play action out of you. <laughs> Come on, Chubba. <laughs> Let's go. Whip. Whip. By the way, pass. hold on. Can I ask you a question? I, uh, before we get into sound off, is 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 Casey getting better or not? I don't think. I so. am so con. I I know, that's kind of what I think too. But like, also, every time someone talks about it, they sound like he's a little better than the day before. But the rest of the conversation among everyone else sounds like he's not playing. So I assume, I guess, my assumption is it's just gamesmanship. They want to keep that. So out I think there. I think it's a little bit on the both sides there. I think he is getting better than what he was like when he initially so it's left. Not as maybe it's not season ending, right? He's maybe. getting better. But it's not to the point that he's going to play Saturday. Okay. I mean, it's like when you we think when you roll an ankle or something. It's like okay, well, if I roll an ankle on Saturday, by Wednesday or Thursday, it should be better. But depending on how bad I rolled that ankle, I still might not be good to go. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just, I, I, I just because I have in my head, I've, I've gone past the possibility of him playing. Like I'm thinking, okay, Chubba or Logan. Yeah, it's, Logan Ch- or Chubba. it's Chubba and Logan. I've, I've, I've been thinking about that, but then yet also, every time somebody talks, they sound a little bit more, they sound a little optimistic about Casey. And, and what you probably said is exactly right, but mm-hmm. I probably should just get rid of get rid of that hope. I mean, got feeling in his hand, let's go for it, right? Yeah. What about throwing left-handed? Has he thought about that? Do we know? If you train him up this week, could he get ambidextrous over the course of a four-day practice week? I'm still taking Carol Frost in that competition. Because I know I look really natural throwing the ball with my wrong hand. You don't look natural throwing the ball with your right hand. It's close enough, I guess. It was somewhat natural. That way is no. You look like you're trying to play water polo. I don't know what that throwing form is. <laughs> See, could you train that into me, though, over the next few oh, days? No, I, I, I saw the raw form we're working with. <laughs> the right hand just kind of looks like Uncle Rico. The left hand looks like someone who doesn't have full control of their body when I do it. The, the left hand looks like my daughter coming in to slap me or something. <laughs> we got a hitting problem. She's two. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Uh, all right, sound off. Let's do the sound off. Uh, all right, what should we get out of? Let's get the old interest rate hike out of the way, Caleb. Jeez, they saw, oh, they did it again. The Fed jacked up those interest rates one more time. Stock market didn't like it very much, tell you that much. Stocks ending lower after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell signaled that it's too early for the central bank to consider pausing its interest rate increases as it tries to tackle the worst inflation in decades. Fed Chair Jerome Powell. The FOMC raised our policy interest rate by 75 basis points, and we continue to anticipate that ongoing increases will be appropriate. During a press conference, Powell said that to bring inflation down, the Fed will need to keep rates high enough to hurt the economy for some time. The Dow winners, Boeing, Goldman Sachs, and Verizon. The Dow decliners, Apple, Microsoft, and Visa. The Dow falling 505 points. The Nasdaq down 366. S&P 500 down 96. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Fourth consecutive three-quarter point interest rate increase. 
Um, you, this was telegraphed. You, the, the markets were expecting this for for a long time, so it wasn't a surprise at that point. Target range now three point seven five to four, the highest level, Caleb, since January two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, most aggressive pace of monetary policy tightening since the early nineteen eighties. At this point. They said uh, going forward, uh, as she mentioned there, they'll take into account cumulative tightening of monetary policy, the lags, uh, basically the lag time from when the policy gets set, the economic activity and inflation. So perhaps this is the step down that starts happening where like in December, it's a half point instead of three quarters a point. And then first quarter of 2023, it's a quarter point. Perhaps with this with this whole thing, so maybe a little. That might be the big news here in this uh, in this whole thing. Uh, but they're saying the uh, soft landing path has narrowed hmm. uh, for the economy, which not, not too good. Now, here I, you know here's the interesting part, though. You know the 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 thing that gets some things do get better now when these interest rates go up. You know. Bonds, savings accounts. Yeah. Um, not that you're gonna, not that you're gonna make bank on a savings account now, but get a little bit more, get a little bit more on those things as well. Um, so there you go. Uh, all right, what else do we have going on here this morning? Uh, Trump's going to. Uh, Trump's going coming not far from here. Coming up, uh, go up I-29 and see. I bet there will be some people in Lincoln who go up I-29. They're going going to see my friends in Sioux City, Iowa, Hmm. up in the uh, northwest corner of the uh, Hawkeye State. Former President Trump travels to Iowa today for a rally in Sioux City in support of longtime Republican Senator Chuck Grassley and Republican Governor Kim Reynolds, both who are up for re-election next week, leading their opponents in polling and endorsed by the former president who carried Iowa in 2016 and 2020. Trump also has planned rallies in other states ahead of the midterms, including Ohio and Florida, telling Fox News affiliate WFLA Orlando Wednesday. I think you're going to start hearing it very soon. Yeah. I do. On potential plans for his own return to the campaign trail and 2024 bid for the White House. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Uh, okay, a couple of questions here. Is he announcing, he's after the midterms, we're in like that territory where he'll probably start thinking about announcing his run? Yeah. Which I, uh, I mean, I, I think he's, I, I think he's running, um. I guess it's still possible that he doesn't, but I think he's he's probably running. The other question, though, um, why why is Grassley in trouble in that seat? I doubt it. Is Kim Kim Reynolds uh, is she in trouble? Is she got a battle going on? No. Are 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 we are we starting to think about twenty twenty four with this? I don't know. I just of all you know the I importance tr- of like if you're a candidate in a tight race now, you. You're a Republican, and 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 you're, you know, you're a candidate that seems to be aligned with Trump. Like you definitely want him in your state. I get you know some of the other states he mentioned, but I wonder why Northwest Iowa right now. Why that would be on the top of the list? I think he just likes doing rallies. No, I I I, I get so I, I I agree with that. I understand that, but I don't have a maybe Su- reason for maybe Sioux City's just such a nice place. You know, it is a it is where my wife and I went on our first date. 
I did I did get hit by a car there and spent a nice week in a hotel or in a hotel called a hospital there. Um, used to go to the Perkins there in Sioux City by the bridge quite a bit. Oh, Perkins. Uh, check out if the, uh, the former president needs somewhere to eat. Check out that Perkins. They serve the tremendous twelve well in the middle of the night. I've confirmed that personally many times. <laughs> uh, all right, what else do we have going on? Um, uh, on a on a serious note here, uh, sentencing in the Parkland, Florida shooting uh, was official yesterday, and Nicholas Cruz is is not going to get the death penalty, and that was made official yesterday in court. Ahead of sentencing, victims and family members of those who lost loved ones, like Andrea Garci, whose brother Joaquin was killed, addressed the court and the shooter. You will cease to exist after today. I just hope that your fellow inmates take real nice and cozy care of you. Judge Elizabeth Scherer verified the shooter, Nicholas Cruz, was medicated and mentally sound. She then complimented the victims and their families before sentencing Cruz. The murder in the first degree of Martin Duque Anquiano, the court imposes a mandatory life sentence without the possibility of parole. This was the case for each of the 17 people killed, and he was sentenced to life for attempted murder for each of the 17 injured. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. I, I, you know, I don't know. I can't even pretend to have any idea how I would react and what I would want to see if I were the family of, of a victim in something like this. Um, but for whatever reason, when I when I think of these now, so many of these shooters are are suicidal and they just, you know, they just kind of want to get away. They're, they want to do this and go out in a blaze of glory and then be gone. Um, there there's part of me that does want them not to be able to escape that way and to actually live for mm-hmm. a long time with the consequences of 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 what they've done that said uh, i can understand absolutely why family members might feel the exact opposite of of that after having gone through what they did as well um how about this uh those of you who use tiktok I uh I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to use this thing in the United States. Oh, yeah? I think it I don't know. T- just take a listen to uh to this more discussion uh about the future of that app and that just the the connections with the Chinese government. U.S. officials who were deciding if TikTok could be divested from its parent company, Beijing-based ByteDance, to an American company to continue operating here in the U.S. From what Carr is seen, it doesn't sound like he's sold on the idea, telling Axios this. I don't believe there's a path forward for anything other than a ban. There simply isn't a world in which you could come up with sufficient protection on the data that you could have sufficient confidence that it's not finding its way back into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. But a TikTok's spokesperson is disputing Carr's comments saying they have protections for U.S. user data and vetting for content moderation systems. All right. So, um, so ByteDance owns TikTok. They are based in China. Okay. So Carr, and by the way, this is a Trump, Trump appointee, by the way, Carr is, uh, wrote, is trying to, he's going to Apple and to Google and he's saying, you guys got to take this out of your app store. Data harvesting is a real problem, and there's connections with the Chinese government. They have not done that so far, and there's this discussion that's going on that she was referring to there that TikTok's in negotiation um, with this Committee on Foreign Investment that the idea was, okay, well, we get an American company then to own the parts of TikTok instead of 
basically divest itself from bite mm-hmm. da- bite dance which is the one they say is connected to the chinese government on this whole thing so we will see um a, a vo- vo- group of senate republicans wrote a letter to janet yellen earlier this year that were voicing concerns about that that they said biden needs to be taking the threat of tiktok more seriously um and TikTok uh, spokesperson says the FCC commissioner has no role in the current discussions between the company and the US government. Uh TikTok says they're confident they're on a path to reaching an agreement with the government on this whole thing. And so TikTok is saying we're going to do this divesting thing. Everything's going to be fine. Uh I don't know if that's where the Biden administration is going with this, but you got some Republicans who are saying that's not going to be enough. You're still going to have the the Chinese government involved in this in a way that we don't we don't think is good for national security. Here's a question I have with this. Is this because what they talked about was the concern about privacy and what, where that information is getting to. And they're talking about where it's getting to, not the fact that there are privacy issues with the app, just like there are privacy issues with a lot of American-based companies too. If this company was not owned by China... Is this more of an ideology issue for politicians than it necessarily is a national security or a safety issue, privacy? Because let's say the French owned this or the Germans. Are they that concerned about TikTok and if any of that information happened to get back to someone in their government? I would say it is unique to the the Chinese Communist Party and concerns about that. I think Carr and his ilk, maybe rightfully so, have concerns specifically. And it's not just, I mean, the whole thing with Huawei or that that phone company is the same thing. I think there are peculiar concerns about these, quote, private entities Mm -hmm. that are based in China and their affiliation and their whatever, their connection to the Chinese government with this whole thing. Um, but there have been, I mean, and, and I think there's been reports, there's been a lot of reports that the user data is getting to the Chinese government, although TikTok says that's not happening. Do you believe that, though? Right. But, but I think they should, when they, when they bring up concerns, they being the American politicians, when they bring up the concerns for this, then they should say that. It, it should be front and center and just, we believe that this is a national security concern because they're not coming out as hard against American owned or other owned businesses mm-hmm. for Americans information and their data. Right. Because if you're if it's going to be apples to apples and I know they've done a little it's, bit with Facebook and Meta, but if it's going to be apples to apples and it's not just an ideological thing, which clearly it is, then you have to say that. Because otherwise right. I'm just going to look at it as People aren't going to get it. People aren't going to get it. You're right. People aren't going to get it. But I think that the reason, like even like uh, Senator Mark Warner came out, because remember Trump initially wanted to ban TikTok and Mm -hmm. and that it talked about. And Mark Warner had this quote. He said, uh, um, this is not something you would normally hear me say, but Donald Trump was right on TikTok years ago, said Democrat Mark Warner of of Virginia. So, yeah, you're right. They'll have to. You have a lot of if I mean if it happens, given its popularity right now, you can have a lot of upset people. You have you have American citizens making millions of dollars on this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're right, just from being creators, right? Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're almost out of time. Let's see. Maybe I'll save this. I know this one's in the sound, so I'll save it. Oh yeah, I got the. Uh, do you want to hear what the Powerball drawing sounded like 
Have you ever actually watched or listened to one of these? It has been a long time. It, I mean, it is it is really cheesy. Here, take a listen. Uh, this is the uh, the drawing last night where nobody had the numbers. Let's start things off this evening with the number twenty two. Hey. Right after that, America, we had the number eleven. Okay. Hey, congratulations to Lisa Hayes from Illinois. Hey, she won Lisa. two million dollars playing Powerball. Congratulations. All right, the rest of your winning numbers: sixty, two, and your final number this evening is going to be. 35. And tonight's winning Powerball number. That's going to be 23, and your power play multiplier is 2. <laughs> they got the biggest... Da, 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 da. They got the corny music da, da, playing da, da, da. in the background as well. That's amazing. Sorry if you played and didn't win. Jack Mitchell, come on down. You've won $1.6 billion. Last but not least, the uh, wanting to save some money on Netflix, well, that option is going to be there. But are you willing to sit through the ads? For about $7 a month, Netflix's new ads subscription will cost about $3, less than its nearly $10 most basic plan, with ads viewers seeing up to four to five minutes of spots an hour. But reps say there are some limitations for now. The tier will offer a limited number of the streaming services TV shows and movies as it works on licensing restrictions with certain studios. And viewers won't be able to download content to watch later. The ad-supported plan comes after Netflix, the world's largest streaming service with over 220 million users, was hit with subscriber losses earlier this year. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. There's the catch, Caleb. Did you hear that? Not every title will be available. So all of a sudden, you want to watch Stranger Things. Oh, that's not on here? or something. I don't know if it'll be right. that, but... It'll be something like that when you thought you were going to be able to see it, but you didn't. Plus, you got the ads. That's how they get you. No ads. 656. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right. And uh, Matt Machar, Executive Director of Capital Humane Society, joins me right now. Good morning, Matt. How you doing today? Good, Howard. So. Good. Uh, still, still busy. A lot of a lot of animals over there at the Capital Humane Society. I know we talked last week about that. Yeah, yeah. Adoptions were really strong last week, but uh, yet again today, the adoption center is completely full with dogs, cats, kittens, and and uh, critters. All right. Tell me about uh, what's being featured this week. So first off, we have Otto, and he's an approximately nine and a half month old Labradoodle. He's a neutered male, and he's solid black in Ooh. color, and he weighs about fifty five pounds. Unfortunately, he had to be surrendered because his previous family was moving and they weren't going to be able to take him with them. But he's a very well-mannered dog. You know, he's still a puppy, but very well-behaved. And he would probably do great in a home with children. And he really loves to play with other dogs. So if you've got another uh, high-energy dog that likes to play, he's going to be a good fit for you. All right. Tell us what else you got. And we got Hugh Catman. And he's (laughs) an approximately four-year-old domestic short-haired neutered male. He's also black in color, and he weighs about 13 pounds. So he's a big boy, but he was surrendered. Previous owner just couldn't take care of him anymore. But in his previous home, he did live with another cat. So with proper introductions, he'd probably do well if you got some other feline friends already living with you. So he is also available. All right. Very good. Uh, check it out of the Capital Humane Society. Make an adoption if you're looking for a pet. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate it. We'll check in with you next week. All right. Have a good one. There you go. Matt Machar, Capital Humane Society, 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Give your time saver track. 
live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Yes, it's the fastest moving contest in radio, and it is back, folks. It's been a while. We've been doing Generation Collaboration. But uh, I thought it was time to get back to the current events quiz, where I read off the questions as fast as I can. You lean back on your memory of the week that was. And if you've been listening to the show carefully, I think the vast majority of these you should be able to get easily. Um, But we'll see. We get under the pressure. It's a little harder. I do grant you a timeout where you can just uh, say timeout. We'll stop the clock. You can discuss with Caleb and Mark the answer. In fact, they can give you advice on the answer if you would like. Don't forget to use that in the quest to get six answers right in uh, the current events quiz. Uh, I got a decent amount of questions, but we'll see. We might Some of them might get recycled if we go through a lot of callers. And at stake, tickets to Nebraska and Minnesota football. So we do still have, we got our contestant. We do still have some lines open. So if you want to fill in behind them, you are welcome to do that at 402-479-1400. Call right now and get in line to play. Or maybe maybe Frank's going to come in right off the bat and win the thing right now. Morning, Frank. How are you? Morning. Good. Thank Good. you. You ready to do this? I'm ready. All right. Have you have you had a cup of coffee yet this morning? I always ask. No, I haven't. Okay. All right. Well, that's all right. It doesn't mean you can't win. I was just checking. Have, you, right. have you had caffeine? Uh, no, just, not. just nope. water. Just, just water. water. Okay. Right, that's fine. He's hydrated. At You're least. lubed. All right. So don't yeah. forget. Don't forget to uh, use your timeout. Uh, you can do that if you if you get stumped on a question, get some help, or you think it's one that either the guys might know. Use that uh, answer as uh, as soon as you're ready to, and you can pass. There's no penalty to guess, though. All right. Put the time on the clock. All right, and we are starting in three, two. One, five states will be putting the legalization of recreational marijuana on their ballots next week. I need you to just name me one of those five states. Um, Oregon. No, not Oregon. A farm in what Nebraska county is on the verge of becoming what may be the most expensive piece of Nebraska ag, ag land ever sold? Half. This week it was reported that a study from the National Library of Medicine that what item that we use daily is 10 times dirtier with germs than a toilet? Toothbrush. No, a man pretended to be a student who lived in this university's dorms. Yes, correct. Election results in Israel Wednesday set up what former high-profile politician in that country? Yes, too. Lincoln has four teams left in the high school football playoff. Name one of them. Come out. All right. Oh, good timeout use there. Lincoln has four teams left in the high school football playoffs. Name one of them. Caleb, you want to help with yeah, that? Yeah, do Parkview Christian. Parkview Christian. All right. You want to you adopt that answer, Parkview Christian? Yep. Let's All take right, it. That, Parkview Christian, still alive. Still alive in the uh, six-man, right? What's yes, up, six-man? All right. You went with that one on purpose. <laughs> all right. Uh, how much time do we have left here? Can we do this? Uh, a little over 10 seconds. Uh, all right. I'll go as fast as I can. Let's see if we can do this. All right. In three... Two, one. This week was a premiere of a movie where Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe plays what musician in a comedic biopic? Uh, what regional retailer announced they'll be closed on Thanksgiving for the first time in their 92-year history? Abby. Yes, the Powerball jackpot, once again over a billion dollars because no one hit all six numbers. This- ah, you're out of time. Oh, no. man. Uh, tough start there. Bummer. 
There's a few of those I didn't know, but Ooh, really? I, I felt pretty good about a lot of them. Did you? All right, the line is open now. We're giving away Nebraska football tickets for Saturday. You heard kind of what the contest is going to be like, okay? Uh, if you think you can get six of them with the help from the guys, I'm going to give you tickets to the Nebraska football game. Call right now, 402-479-1400. Call right now, and you can get yourself a chance to win those tickets and show off your smartness and your just awareness of current events issues. So um, we've got somebody uh, waiting to play now, but there are still additional lines open if you want to get in line to play right now. All right, so let's put the time back on the clock here, and let's go to the phones right now. And uh, I can't can't see the name here. Uh, good morning, KLI, and who am I talking to? Lori. All right, hi, Lori. How are you doing? Good. You? G- good. Have you had any coffee this morning? No, but I had a Pepsi. Okay, that's good. That's that's, that's good too. All right, uh, all right. Uh, Caleb's getting a cut. We got the cut. the lines filling up right now after that first one. All right, Lori. Let's see if you can do this. Don't forget to use that timeout. Pass if you need to, but there's no penalty for guessing. Uh, Caleb, let's put the time on the clock. All right. Is that a new clock winder? It is. That one <laughs> yeah, was the some. express version. This is okay. a yeah. All right. Starting in three, two. One, the Powerball jackpot is once again over a billion dollars because no one has hit all six numbers six, since what month this year? March. No. Uh, what is the name of the libertarian candidate for Nebraska governor that will appear on Tuesday's ballot? I uh, pass. What late night TV host apologized Tuesday for using a Ricky Gervais joke during his opening monologue? Jimmy Kimmel. No. This week, Governor Pete Ricketts issued an executive order allowing truck drivers hauling what currently high-priced item to work extended hours? Back. 30 seconds. What pop music artist set a shocking chart record this week by claiming 10 of 10 spots at the top of Billboard's Top 100? Uh, uh, um, 20 seconds. Oh, I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Swift. Yes, you got one. All right. (laughs) This week, the Federal Reserve chair said after hiking interest rates three quarters of a point that more hikes may be coming. What's his last name? Power. I wanted her to get the. I wanted to give her one. I wanted to give her the prize just for coming up with Taylor Swift there. She did take like 15 seconds. That Taylor Swift one took a long time. So I'm going to move that to the top with the correct questions. Okay. Okay, guys. Deep breath. Deep breath. Didn't use her timeout. No. Didn't use her timeout. I would say if you don't know a question right at the outset, get that timeout in right away. We have, we have, I think, only about six more questions before I'm going to start recycling questions, too. Okay. Good time to get in. Yeah, because uh, we, I, this, I think the winner today is going to get some recycled questions, but we will see. Uh, which one do I go to first? Uh, Ryan. Ryan. All right. Ryan is next morning. Ryan, ready for a shot at this? No, the questions are too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good that's a good attitude to go in with. Anyway, we're going to give it a try anyway. Time is on the clock. Three, two, one. What defending college basketball champion announced this week they will be suspending their head coach and an assistant for the first four games of the season? Michigan. No. Google Trends reported the top Halloween costume for 2022 was what very traditional Halloween get-up? Which? Correct. This week, Elon Musk floated the idea of charging what amount monthly for a premium Twitter account? Shout out. 
Timeout. All right. Smart playing so far. This week, Elon Musk floated the idea of charging what amount monthly for a premium Twitter account? $20. Is that what you want to go with, Caleb? I thought he said eight. Mark says 20. Caleb says eight. Uh, I was going to go with. I was thinking four ninety nine. I thought I'd get some help here. <laughs> <laughs> so much for your time out. Uh, what do you want? Going with eight. Going with eight. That is a good choice. It was eight dollars. <laughs> yes. And Mark had me second guessing everything. <laughs> eight dollars. The, the original number was yeah, 20. but yeah. this week he said eight. Okay. Well, right. I didn't, Elon didn't call and you, confirm Caleb that. Caleb looked me. really nervous there. All right. So you got two right. You still got time. You're out of your timeouts so though. You can still pass if you need to. All right. And we're gonna have some recycled questions coming up soon. All right. In three, two, one. We are now less than three weeks away from this year's unique Fall World Cup. In soccer, which will be hosted by what country? Spain. No. Five states will be putting legalization of recreational marijuana on the ballot next week. Name one of them. 30 seconds. Kansas. No. A farm in what Nebraska County is on the verge of becoming what may be the most expensive piece of ag land ever sold in Nebraska? In what county? Yeah. 20 seconds. In, I don't know That's good. You got it. I'm giving you it. This week, uh, it was reported the study for the National Liberty of Medicine that what item used daily is 10 times dirtier than our toilet. Ten seconds. No. <laughs> election uh, in Israel. Uh, election results Wednesday set up what former high-profile politician in what country to resurrect his political career? And yes, but that's only four, and so I'm sorry. All right, we got to move. We're going to line one, right? Yes. Going to line one. All right. Uh, Brad's going to get this. We're going to start recycling questions. He's going to get this. I feel like. Good morning, Brad. How are you doing? Good morning. Thank you. I'm good. All right. Here we go. Put the time on the clock. Lincoln uh, in three, two, one. Lincoln has four teams left in the high school football playoffs. Name one of them. Lincoln Southwest. Correct. This week was a premiere of a movie with where Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe plays what musician in a comedic biopic? Pass. The Powerball jackpot is once again over a billion dollars because no one hit all six numbers. When was the last time that happened? May. No. What is the name of the libertarian candidate for Nebraska governor? What late night TV show host apologized on Tuesday for stealing a Ricky Gervais joke? This week, uh, this week, Governor Pete Ricketts issued an executive order allowing truck drivers hauling what currently high priced item to work extended hours? Uh, Gas. Yes, two. This week, the Fed Reserve Chair raised hikes. What's his last name? Powell. Yes, three. What defending college basketball champ announced they'll be suspending their head coach? Kansas. Yes, four. Google Trend reporter with top Halloween costume for 2022 was what seconds. traditional Halloween getup? Which? Yes. We are now less than three weeks away from this year's unique Fall World Cup. will be hosted by what country? Cutter. Yes, I got it! Let's go! Red! Didn't even use the timeout. Didn't use the timeout. I was... Had me stressing for every question. Oh, man. I was on the edge... What'd you say? That was some skill. You came in, you came on strong in the clutch at the end, and uh, that is going to get you tickets to the game. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And I did have a full cup of coffee, so I think that helped. That made the difference. You were the first person who confirmed you did that. People remember that for future weeks. Thank you, Brad. Hang on tight. We're going to get your prizes. Let's go through oh, wow. these questions. Yeah. Mark, I mean, this wasn't, it was a little hard, but... Yeah. There was a couple in there that were. Give me a state that's that Missouri. Had, Missouri. Somebody said Oregon. They did that like fifteen they, years they ago. They were one of the first. They were one of the first, and not Kansas either. Yes, Missouri, 
Arkansas, Maryland, North Dakota, South Dakota. Okay. Oklahoma was going to consider it, but the Supreme Court stepped in there. I don't know all the details. Yes. But. Uh, I asked about what county the, it's the Richardson. Land, it's Richardson. I gave him uh, Fall yeah, City. Yeah, but. That's, that's all right. Okay, people guessed toothbrush on this one twice. National Library of Medicine says white item that we use daily is 10 times dirtier with germs than a toilet. Is it our cell phone? Yes. Cell phone. I think when people heard toilet, they automatically said bathroom item. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Netanyahu. We had two people get that. The four teams left in the high school football playoffs. We had Southwest and Parkview mentioned. Do you know the other two, Caleb? Is, uh, Lincoln Lutheran. Lincoln Lutheran and Lincoln Christian. Christian, yeah. Yep, they both won. Uh, just one, I can't believe nobody got premiere of the movie with Daniel Radcliffe playing a musician. I was about to punch a wall in here. You weird Al. I'm going to watch that. It looks so good. Yeah, and I just read a story where he actually kind of got off on the Hawaiian shirts, and he was able to have a few of them after production was done. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's into. I really want to watch that. I think it's fictionalized. He did not actually have a relationship with Madonna, but that's a big part of that story. Uh, let's see. Uh, Powerball jackpot had not. All six hadn't been hit since what month? People were way early on this. I think I was it was say August. It's August. Yeah, uh, yeah, August. yeah August. August. Because you, you have to only go back so far yeah. because of how quickly it it's August. Jump. Yeah. Uh, the name of the libertarian candidate. Scott that'll... Zimmerman. Zimmerman. That was a uh, just interesting to do a little name recognition test there, isn't it? Well, we talked about it the first Yeah, half. we did. What late night TV host apologized for using a Ricky Gervais Col- joke? Colbert. Wasn't it? Who? Wasn't it Stephen Colbert? No. Was it Fallon? No. I didn't. Same guy who got mad at a restaurant. Oh, wow. Uh, James Corden. Oh. Wow, okay. Uh, governor issued an executive order allowing truck drivers to hauling what high-priced item to work extended hours? He got this one right, didn't mm-hmm. he? Got gas. Well, it, I think it was diesel. Gas, diesel, ethanol. It was actually okay. wide-ranging. Was so I would have accepted any of those. Okay. Uh, Fed chair's name, Powell. Powell. Got that. Jerome. Uh, defending basketball champ. He got this one right. Kansas. Suspending Kansas. Bill, Bill Self for the first four games. Uh, the uh, top Halloween costume for 2022. Which... Uh, and then the Elon Musk, eight bucks, and, and Qatar. That's all of them. The rest of them were answered right, including Taylor Swift got all 10 of the Billboard Top 10. Uh, Stanford was the college where you had somebody squatting in the dorms <laughs> without being a student for 10 months. And then what regional retailer announced they'll be closed on Thanksgiving for the first time in their 92-year history, history? Hy-Vee. 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 I didn't realize they were open in previous years. I actually yep. didn't know that. Yep. And now they're... they're, they're... There is a caveat to that. If you pre-order a Thanksgiving meal, you can do some drive-up, I believe, from okay. from like 8 to 11. I didn't include that in the question. No. Uh, but they but there closed. you go. Well, we need to get back in the rhythm, of course, of the current events quiz, I think, yes. is what we learned today. But Brad did it. He had his coffee. And next time we play this, make sure you've drank your coffee beforehand. Tough quiz. 726. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Caleb's got sports next on KLIN. the breaks. Get today's top new and drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get things started with number five. Lincoln Public Schools held their mock general election yesterday. 19,698 students cast the ballot. Ah, Carol Blood elected governor, according to the students, 43% of the vote. Jim Pillen, 34. Scott Zimmerman, the Libertarian, with 20%. First Congressional District winner, Patty Panzing Brooks. Both initiatives, voter ID and minimum wage. 
passed overwhelmingly. Minimum wage passed 70. Minimum wage was the biggest winner, 73 to 25. Most popular with the kids. Uh, does Carol Blood become governor of the kids now? Is that how that works? The kids in Lincoln? <laughs> It'd be interesting if they did uh, a statewide student. Yeah, that would be interesting. Because honestly, like, there's a part of you like, well, you know, kids don't know what they're doing. But this, like, this sort of, this sort of reflects what, like, Lincoln's vote itself will probably be, I would think. This won't be that far off, is it? Uh, Rush 5244? That sounds like that's absolutely possible in the city of Lincoln. Yeah, I'm not sure the libertarian candidate for governor, Scott Zimmerman, would get 20% of the vote here. (laughs) I think that's the one thing that you see in these kids' votes, that third parties do better in kids' votes over the years than do... And I, I said this at the top of the show, and I'm partially being biased by my own years, but when I was in uh, junior high in 1992, I remember at our school, H. Ross Perot beat Bush and Clinton that yeah. year in the kids' vote. <laughs> I think that everybody was just because he was so popular and everybody was, he was on Saturday Night Live and well, he was all a character. stuff at that point. So, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're, you know, I, I think I could see voter ID, 6136 voter ID. It'll probably be closer than that in Lincoln. Actually, the kids might be, kids might be a little bit more. Pro voter ID than the city of Lincoln at, at large, and uh, they're also probably more pro minimum wage than the city of Lincoln at large at seventy three twenty five. On the candidates themselves, though, fifty two forty four Brooks and Flood, and then forty three thirty four for Blood and Pillen. Yeah, that'll probably be closer. That'll uh, that'll probably be closer actually in Lincoln, but it's actually not that you know that different of uh, which I, maybe that's to be suspected. What's interesting, not like exit polls with the kids <laughs> to hear. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, yeah. that would be fascinating Yes, to me. I, now, I'm able to do it with my own kids, which I didn't have a chance to talk to my son about it, but I did talk to my daughter and, you know, found out what, what she voted for and why she voted for, for what she did. Um, it's fascinating. And then you can break down. They allow you to break down, too, like which schools voted for whom and... You know, some schools were had like elected blood for governor and then flood for Congress. And so it wasn't, you know, there were several schools where it wasn't straight so a partisan. Split, a, a split ticket there. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that as, you got that as well. So anyway, very interesting, uh, very interesting stuff there as we hurtle on toward election day in the state of Nebraska and around the country. Number four. Yesterday, Lincoln Planning Commission gave initial approval to a new high-rise project downtown. It'll likely become the second tallest building in the city. Lincoln Bold would be a 22-story building, 9th and P, right where that gas station is. Mm-hmm. It would include office space, 70 luxury apartment units, a pool, a pet wash station, and a penthouse members-only club. Ooh, that sounds swanky. I didn't know that I even... Uh, does that come with my apartment? Or is that a separate fee? No, it's got to be a separate fee. Doggone it. I can only afford the luxury apartment. 22 stories, 9th and Pete. That's not going to be able to see in Memorial Stadium, like uh, the lead place. No, but you'll be able to see the top of the arena in case they do anything on that. Mm. Keep that in mind. Maybe put a a retractable dome on PBA. Yeah, you'll be able to see, you know, maybe into... uh, you, can go, you see the train tracks very well. Oh, yeah. That's right. 
A good view of the train tracks. Be able to look right down 9th Avenue. No, that'll or be a big. Street. I mean, that'll be a big change. I mean, so Lead Place is going to enjoy its spot, assuming this goes through, of uh, being the second tallest building, the, the tallest building not called the state capitol for like two or three years, and that's it. Yeah. And then they, they lose number two. We've got a bit of an arms race going skyscraper wise in downtown Lincoln. You What's will, next? You will be able to look down on Barry's uh, upper deck. That's also true. That's also true. And uh, there is a man. I'll tell you what, though, it is interesting. There must be still a pretty strong market in downtown Lincoln for high-end luxury apartments. Uh, if they're, you know, there have been a lot of them that have been added. You think of that lead place. You think of this one as well. Uh, there's a. A lot of people, a lot of condos between the the student housing that's already there and and just just high end living down there as well, which you know you contrast that with our housing issues overall, um, it's it's a that's a totally different deal. And but, with the property taxes and the taxes that are brought in by so, these luxuries, going to go to help the city coffers on affordable housing. So it's 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 interesting because they're gonna you they're gonna they're hopefully you know planning commission was a little bit concerned I think about the match for the Haymarket District for a building like this. And so one of the things they work together on is trying to make the the, the bottom levels of this look similar to what those buildings look like already down there. I know Matt Olberding wrote about that as well. I wonder if they'll put like a fifth-story uh, sky bridge over the graduate. Uh, probably not, but they could, yeah. You know? Yeah, the... Probably, probably not. But that'd be interesting. Twenty-two stories, pool. How about the pet wash station? Is that going to well, get a lot of use? Well, if it's legit per- question. If it's a pet-friendly uh, place, yeah. Well, they're going to. Aren't they going to open a? Uh, aren't they going to open a little mini dog park in not far from there in that South Haymarket area soon? Yeah, but you're, you know that's where. No, I know. Yeah, try, set downtown becoming more pet-friendly. Aren't they getting a pet uh, dog bar downtown soon too? A couple of them, aren't they? Well, one's one's in the Telegraph District. Yeah, I think. We're gonna have, we're gonna have dogs running all over the place in downtown Lincoln here pretty soon. Good, somewhere you can let Reggie burn a little energy. That's true. Hey, Reggie, we're going to. The, I'm gonna let you run around the Haymarket. Hey, okay? Reg, Reggie, you want to get a drink? <laughs> Reggie, what do you, you think they'll let you in? Dish? All right, let's go out there and find out. Huh? I can just hear this. Hey, Megan, I'm gonna go walk the dog. <laughs> Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Reggie, you ever been to Lead Belly? <laughs> <laughs> Tearing around the rail yard, right? Throwing a Frisbee inside the rail yard. All right, I know it says don't climb on the train, but Reggie, get your butt up there. <laughs> Quick for a picture. Stop for Ivana Cone as a little dessert. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'd like that. <laughs> Number three. Number four, Nebraska volleyball team sweep last night, 25-22, 25-18, 25-19, Indiana. 8,205 at the Devaney Sports Center. Whew. They're about to uh, hit Iowa's a, uh, what, sellout number? That'll be 300. 300. Yep, had 299 last night, so you're coming up on three bills. It is nice to have a sellout streak where somebody doesn't have to swoop in and buy all the unsold tickets. <laughs> no, this is one where you see the sellout streak and you go, yeah, yeah I, that's there's, true. I, there's zero way to get tickets. Yeah, I, I, I should be connected in this community and I still can't find tickets. <laughs> so that is a legit sellout streak there. And uh, Nebraska Volleyball now, a uh, couple wins since that Wisconsin loss. You know, last night was not last night was not kind of the blowout that we had seen. You didn't have that super blowout set that you had seen with 
in Maryland, and you had you know kind of seen with Northwestern in the past and Penn State. Um, Indiana played fairly well, uh, I thought, but Nebraska was just too much in the end. Yeah, and you had um, Lindsey Krause. I know yeah, a lot of times we haven't we haven't called her name a lot because you've been getting what you expect from Maddie Kubik. You've seen really the oncoming of Lonstein, Becca Alec over the last month. On top of so you've had kind of your your regulars there. Krause stepped up big last night. Didn't lead the team in kills, but very efficient. No errors. Hit over four hundred. Nice to see her come up and do that. And as a team, they wasn't dominant, but they just went out and took care of business. Yeah. Got a little out of Maggie Mendelson too before she yeah. uh, picks picks up the round ball here, not too far down the road. Hopefully, push that season off for her as much as possible. Yeah, I, I, Amy Williams is not uh, wanting. Well, uh, Amy Williams would probably like to. You know, she she's cheering for volleyball, but you know, if they go down early, they go down. Nah, no, she's not really. I'm just kidding. No, it, I'm just kidding. A natty, and then bring her onto the basketball team. There we go. That'd be good. Number two. Bad news, I didn't win Powerball last night. So good news means the prize for Saturday, $1.5 billion, with a B. Third largest prize, lottery prize in U.S. history. This is getting stupid. Winning uh, pick last night, 2, 11, 22, 35, 60. The red Powerball was 23. No one has won the prize since August 3rd, making for 39 consecutive drawings without anyone matching. One in 292.2 million, the odds. Now, one of these times they're going to get, I don't know if it'll be this next one or it'll go a couple more, but there's going to be like 10 people who win it. <laughs> when that happens, they'll be like, hey, you won, and they're going to be all excited, but there are nine other winners, so you're going to have to divide that 1.5 bill. Yeah, but if there's 10 uh, winners in the, in, the, in, the, in the cash option, is 750 million, that's still 75 million. A piece. Yeah, well, hold on. Though, I, that point? I did the. I did the. I went to the website on the based on what they're projecting the next jackpot to be after taxes, federal income, and state taxes in Nebraska. Your lump sum would be four hundred eighteen million nine hundred thirty four thousand four hundred eighty five dollars. Yeah. That would be if you win it alone. That's after all taxes. Yeah, but that's even if it's split ten ways, that's still almost forty five million. That's not enough. It's not enough for most people. <laughs> it's enough for me. You go ahead, buy me a ticket. How disappointing. Like, seriously, how disappointing. Imagine yourself in this position. You, you, you're you like, you win the lottery. You're like, oh, my gosh. And you do the math quick. You're like, oh, my gosh, $418 million. And then, like, a half hour later, you find out there's nine other winners. So it's only going to be $41 million. Like, what are your what are your legit emotions in that moment? I, I think... I mean, mine, again, I've said this before, there's a point where there's too much. You would probably be, be happy about I'd that. I'd be good. I'd like it to go down to about I'd, 25 million. I'd just say it's nice to have multiple, multiple millionaires. I guess so. I'd like to... You say that now, but you're in the position and you just lost yourself $300 million like that. Well, should have should have picked those... No, you should have picked better numbers. You didn't have it in the first place. In your mind, you did. How can you pick better numbers if your numbers won? Yeah, you yeah. from from a previous one where nobody oh, else should, won. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't blame the refs. Yeah, right. Play better. Play the game better. <laughs> Get good. <laughs> Number one, like the little sign in the newsroom booth says, "Be better." Be better. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's on you. How about some accountability? If you're complaining about not winning the lottery, <laughs> how about some accountability with the numbers that you picked, huh? 
Play the game a little better. Get- if you're feeling bad about it, a preliminary study suggests chemical and magic mushrooms could help ease the effects of depression in some hard-to-treat patients. study says the results come came after patients who had gotten a little relief from standard antidepressant meds, got a single experimental dose of a chemical in certain mushrooms. Uh, improvement was modest, did wane over time, but promising enough to... Uh, further uh, have another study i did a little checking on the magic mushrooms uh I bet you did quick little uh, how you might feel they say giggly excited confused and or paranoid anxious and overwhelmed well, that sounds fun take 30 minutes the effects on your body this is a reason not to do it nausea vomiting distortion of sound and vision hallucinations and tripping the effects can last up to five hours all right, boy, it's all these. Th- Listen, we got we were talking about it earlier. We got recreational marijuana up for vote in five states, including states that you might not really expect it in: North Dakota, South Dakota, Missouri, almost Oklahoma. But as you said, that I mean, there these aren't these aren't really the Oregon's of the world anymore that are doing this <laughs> here at this point. Now, Oregon's decriminalized these hallucinogenic mushrooms already, um, and so I don't know. Maybe that, is that the next step? Ballot initiatives on medical magic mushrooms? Mm, could be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, if you get that, then the Nebraska DOT has to come out and say no shro- no shroomin' and zoomin'. <laughs> I've been into I've been getting really into um, non magic mushrooms, like like uh, portobellas, like mini portobellas lately in my cooking. Which, by the way, it is husband's cook day, I believe. Hey, that's every day for me. I am the cook of the house. It really is. I can't. There aren't too many things where I can say very confidently like that. I'm doing that in our household. I'm bearing the. There, <laughs> there are very few things where I can say that. It's, it's but a, that is one. It's National Housewives Day, National Sandwich Day, and National Men Make Dinner Day. How did Housewives Day and Men Make Dinner Day fall on the same day? I have no idea. Well, because it's because you want the men to make dinner for their housewives. Oh. Okay. That, that that may be the correlation. So Men, in my house, does that mean that the roles get reversed? No. Are you saying does that mean that I get housewife a, day I is t- for you? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Oh. I'm just asking. Do I get to not make dinner tonight? Is that what that means? You do not get to no. go home and tell your wife to well, make you a sandwich in honor of housewife day. That is not a thing you get to do. Can you stop that well, right is, now? I do not say that. You will by get the way. So I absolutely. You are, you're going stop. down that road. You stop going down this road. Uh, all right. Here's the, the rules for men make dinner day. The main meal must include a minimum of four ingredients, require at least one cooking utensil other than a fork. Oh, brother. You have to do all the shopping, clean up as you go, oh. and aprons are optional. Burgers. Oh, brother. Wait a That's a... You know what? I find that day offensive. I find that day stereotypical and offensive, there's and r- I don't appreciate it. There's rules for cooking here. Oh, we don't know how to use for. Oh, we don't know you how to use ingredients or to clean up dishes. What did they think? Come into my kitchen and let's see what's up. What did they think you were going to do? No, I made you a steak, and that's it. <laughs> but a uh, mac and cheese. Just, d- no, right. just Men here's are a- so dumb when it comes to cooking. Listen, there actually are plenty of places that I am very dumb and very bad at things, but I think that's one where I'm not, so that's good. You should probably go apologize to your wife right now. The biggest challenge of it, to be honest, is just landing on something that everyone wants. 
and everybody is going to be happy and excited about and is going to meet everyone's current eating, dietary, everything. Yeah. How's needs. everyone feeling today? Right. It's that's that's the that I mean that's the bigger challenge than actually making the food. Well, I, I've tried to set up. You talk about challenges. I set up a lunch appointment for tomorrow with a friend. Uh, he said, "I'm on a diet, so it's kind of like salads." And so I said, "Well, then you pick the place." And he said, "Olive Garden." I'm going. That's not diets. <laughs> hey, he's going to eat ten thousand breadsticks too. Call the traffic hotline four zero two four seven nine fourteen fourteen. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Ofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, it's 8-11. Welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. 62 degrees in the capital city. Before we get to Robin and Dave, it's time for another Fantasy Huskers keyword. Uh, if you want to, text us into the Rickstein Recognition text line, and you'll be entered in our drawing to make a pick in Fantasy Huskers. Pick number eight, guessing how many receptions, completions, either way, uh, that Nebraska has against Minnesota. How many completed passes are there? Uh, and the keyword this hour is... Guard. G-U-A-R-D, guard, texting guard to Rickstown Recognition Text Line at 402-479-1400. If you want to try and get that pick, and if you don't, don't worry. you got another two chances tomorrow during the tailgate show at 6.35 and 8.10. Uh, could be an interesting tailgate show tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> let's. With that said, let's jump into uh, Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the co-host of the Girl Lincoln Show. You here, uh, normally noon on Saturdays, and with me at eight ten, uh, talking about uh, economic development, the business world in the capital city, uh, kind of the the movement, opening, closings, the changes around the Lincoln businesses, and uh, glad to have him with me right now. Robin, good morning. How are you doing today? Hi there. Dark good. outside. It yeah. Uh, yeah well, dark out there. Hey, just wait till uh, Sunday, and it's going to be a little bit lighter, longer in the morning. Yeah. Everybody will be, yeah, well, you know what you're cha- trading that in for, 4 to 45 p.m. darkness, Ron. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? Good morning, about that gentlemen? no-hitter in the World Series last night? Yeah, uh, that, was, that, that was impressive. Oof. All right, uh, so we're going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, we are now, you know, <laughs> it's crazy to think about it, but we're now two and a half years. This is crazy. Two and a half years since the beginning. We thought the true be, beginning of the pandemic yeah. in over March, by football season. March 2020. Remember? Um, yeah, and I mean, in most, I mean, I, I think we're we're you know in regular life for me at least. I feel like things are back to normal and have been for quite some time. But nonetheless, one of the biggest impacts, um, among other things, of the pandemic was on the workplace and the way that. Workplaces required their employees to be in person, not be in person, learning the basically, I mean, this happened in our workplace a lot, just learning some of the things that we can do from home that we never right. realized that we could do from home it, it that really benefited ex- the company. Yeah, it really accelerated some of the trends that were starting 
prior to the pandemic, but it really kind of and improved put them in. Yeah. improved home technology too. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely! Again, we didn't know what Zoom was. In yeah, March, <laughs> March. I didn't on March first, twenty twenty. Uh Um, I might have known what Skype was, but I you know right. I didn't really use it a whole lot. But um, so you've got some some numbers and from informa- information on kind of a national scale, and we're going to actually get some local numbers on this pretty yeah. soon too. But let's talk about some of the national numbers um, that that you've gotten. And the source from this is uh, Nicholas Bloom from Stanford University. Um, this is a uh, this is um, a national business business podcast host that, on the that Freakonomics has a, a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What 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 is uh, what's the situation now that we're in November? Two and a half years outside of this thing. Two, yeah. Two and a half years later, fifty five percent come to work in person. That would be teachers, industrial, retail service, hospitality, and some of the offices. Okay. Uh, and, but only fifteen percent of the people are fully remote workforce yeah okay however 30 percent are hybrid okay almost one out of three almost so 45 percent have some level of of doing work from home yeah correct which that's almost half yeah of the workforce which it's a little hard i suppose it's a little bit hard to define that because you know i always did some work from home but I do more work from home now, so yeah. It, well, I mean, it's more hybrid, than, and I think a lot of people are are probably well. In days way. like days like yesterday, were even harder to work from home with uh with Spectrum. The Charter Internet was oh. out for for hours Jeez. across the area. Yeah. That was. Fun. But was it? But yeah. was it? Company, yes, that impacted po- Was it company <laughs> policy, or was this something you right. were doing yeah. outside of work mm-hmm. at night? Yeah, you know? it depended. Sometimes now we did. I did my. Sh- I did the probably the best example for us was we actually did shows from home, which we we had never yeah. done right done yeah. before. But we're. Um, that happened a couple of times. Um, all right. What else are you, are you finding out from on, on kind of what employers are, are allowing for these sorts of hybrid situations? Well, employers have changed from allowing, you know, a day to two and a half days, uh, pre pandemic. The number of people working from home though has, you know, if you think about what was that like a decade and a half ago, that that's, what's really kind of amazing. Uh, you know, it's up threefold in, Boom! Within two years, it, that happened. Before, right. before and this the, is my whole point: is it just it it just made everything happen so much faster. Yeah, before that, it was it was doubling every fifteen years. Right, right. Well, <laughs> you know, it wasn't much of a change. And again, obviously, the advent a, a decade and a half, we were just at the very front end of right. wireless technology and high speed, you know, high speed internet available home at printers. Homes. I mean, we were probably, yeah. we were probably ten years into that, but. Um, it's, it's even become, even since you go a decade and a half ago, you say what, 2007, it's, I mean, those things are still, I mean, there's still they're, a significant step in ubiquity. They're in their infancy. They're in yeah. their infancy. Yeah. Video yeah. conferencing and, and those, yeah. uh, sorts of things. Uh, what else are we, uh, seeing in the national trends? And even frontline workers, I don't know how they're doing this, but frontline workers are getting a half a day a week i mean i guess maybe they have that much paperwork they have they have to fill out um good things that have happened and this was maybe the one fact that got me more than anything labor participation rate for disabled adults since 2020 is up five percent because before that commuting had been difficult mm-hmm. for them and how this provided opportunities yeah. for that's cool the and when you think community. about it that makes that makes it sense makes so much sense yeah. yeah 
Yeah. And in a country with, you know, as many people as we have, 5% is a nice increase for them. Yeah, but I'm, and, and there's probably some also residual for other reasons that people had commuting was just not practical. You know, whether it right. be a disability or whether it be, you know, whatever you need to stay at home with... Uh, uh, with an elderly parent, or I mean, you can you can come up with all kinds of reasons why sure. that might have been the case. Uh, other good things that have have happened in startups have increased twenty point six percent in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Needless to say, retail e commerce was the vast majority of that. Uh, also, professional services such as legal and accounting services, support staff. Uh, even, you know, janitorial and some temp positions, it's just a, a multitude of different positions. Have, have they're, hey, we're at 2.2, I believe, unemployment rate. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Well, and, and, and the other thing about that, and it doesn't necessarily fit with all of these, but part of it is if you don't need to have a brick and mortar, you know, kind of location and go through the red tape and the expense and everything that goes along with that, which I think we realized more after March of 2020, that takes away a major barrier to actually starting some of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and one thing on the local level, we have seen probably the biggest growth in co-share space than we have yeah. ever seen yeah. Yeah. in the 30 years I've been in real estate. More buildings offering co-share yeah. options for you know one room. You work there a couple days a week, work at home most of the time. Yeah, I think that was part of that uh, that new... Um, the the planning commission did that, still approved that uh, twenty two story building, and I believe they had space in that one too, in addition to regular office space and yeah. and high end condos as well. All right, how about the downside to remote work? What do we have? Mentoring is a problem for young professionals. You know, if that first ten years of your career, you need to be looking up to others and having someone with you, and that has made it more of a challenge. Okay, yeah. what else? Uh, you know the polarized political setting or lack thereof in the workplace when you go to work you get to hear everybody's opinions on things <laughs> instead of just your own opinion what you're saying people can easily more easily live in echo chambers again yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> that's basically it uh, yeah um a paper called work from home in the coming real estate office apocalypse i don't know that sounded a little over the top um but it stated that and i think this is true for the big for big metropolitan areas city governments depend a lot on downtown tax revenue that's a huge amount i mean even in our city mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot um if there's a value decline in downtown they said nationwide we could see a half a billion dollars of value destruction like the values of office buildings would Mm. decline across the nation by an amount of a half a billion dollars and when that starts happening then cities have to figure out how their budget could be affected this is police this is the buses the subways um so then cities have to look at well do we raise the taxes um and big surprise that's their their next plan yeah yeah and we've talked a lot about on even on this show about converting some of those downtown office buildings into residential but there's all these codes associated with residential such as you know every single bedroom has to have a window well that's Mm. not always at a certain height and a certain size if you're converting an old office building yeah yeah Yeah. um hotels 
there for a while looks like an easy answer, but now the travel industry is bouncing back, so they don't want to sell their hotels downtown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some challenges. Well, it, uh, you know, it is interesting because I think you see that bearing itself out in downtown Lincoln, and this is kind of anecdotally for me. I'm sure there's people who know better, but it does seem like, you know, again, like I said, another another residential building that right. looks like it's going forward. That does have some office space in it, but, you know, you hear anecdotally, too, there are op- People saying, ah, you know, in, in office buildings, ah, we'll probably, you know, we'll get out of downtown eventually. We're going to look more on, you guys would know this better than anyone. Seems like you hear more of that, but also more people thinking about um, either building or using downtown for residential purposes. So it's a it's a weird transition kind yeah. of, of what downtown yeah. is. Interesting time. Um, one of the things they said was that there could be a property tax shift to our houses. You know, if people um, want to buy a house with an extra bedroom so they can have a home office, they're going to pay a little bit more for a house. So maybe some of that decline in the downtown might actually shift into the residential. Um, but downtown, you know, there's possibilities there on the bright side. You're not going to have a nod in my back yard problem if you try to do a housing project downtown because nobody's there you know you're not gonna have a lot of objections if you create more housing downtown yep Yep. um all right uh let's see anything uh and then and then i guess maybe some sort of employers and what best practices employers are learning throughout this whole thing and could learn well uh Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are, are the best days for coming into the office in person. Uh, employees come in to see each other and are disappointed if their team isn't there. Well, yeah, what's, Sad day. But, what's I the mean, point it, to come it, in if the people aren't there? You right. Can't it's, that at home, it, I mean. Right. Um, people still, I think, like to collaborate and they still like to have uh, those interpersonal relationships that you yeah. get uh, at the workplace it, it sounds like we've got information coming that is going to give us more of a local slice of the, right. this was a national perspective we might be able to get more of a local slice of this information coming soon correct yes, yes. Uh, unl college of business is going to roll out a webinar on the 19th on november 19th that's a friday over the lunch hour it's free anybody can sign up for this webinar and it's going to be a report specifically on nebraska and okay. how ours which i would expect to be less of an impact than new york mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but um it'll be interesting to see well, what is said about i think one of the interesting impacts and you know i had a conversation on my podcast with with uh todd ogden about this is is people who are working from home for companies in big cities but they're living in lincoln right or they're living in downtown lincoln mm-hmm. right they're, yeah. they're they're people who relocated back here and they kind of got used to the more some of some of the things they liked about the more urban life but they like being in Lincoln. They like the quality of life. They like the prices a whole lot better, schools, whatever it is. And so, like, all right, I'm going to work in Chicago, but live in Lincoln. The live where you live want. Where, essentially. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, speaking of that exact thing, continuing uh, to have more news about uh, residential situations, residential opportunities in downtown Well, Lincoln. here are a couple that are happening down in our downtown Antelope Square, which is P to Q and 21st Street, there are currently 154 apartments that are under construction there. Um, That project will probably be done in 2024. 10 to 15% of that. So in other words, maybe about 15 out of that 154 would be affordable housing. Okay. 
Well, there's a need for those, absolutely. And then, uh, and then, real quick, uh, a TIF project uh, in addition uh, that is uh, went in front of the planning commission as well. Yeah, that's at uh, 300 South 17th. It's uh, a building that uh, they're going to do some tax increment financing on 22 units, up to 60 percent of. Uh, you have to be within 60% of the area income. All right. Uh, we are out of time. No show this weekend uh, because of football. We've got an 11 a.m. football game. Maybe we a lot of, of weeks we'll off see. here. We'll but, keep bringing you in yeah. Thursday mornings, though. We can hear yep. from you at that time. All right. There you go. Robin and Dave, follow them on social media. Girl Link on Facebook and Twitter. If you have any questions, send them their way. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Eight to-, to the air. We're looking at overnight temperatures dropping into the 40s and eventually upper 30s. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does. What he says... Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, Nebraska versus Minnesota, 11 a.m. Nebraska tries to get back on the winning track after dropping the game against Illinois. And, uh... Greg Sharp, it was, you know, God, it, it just, it stinks. I was there. I was, I was watching the game and for a quarter and a half, it was like, okay, this looks like this, this absolutely looks like a team that not only can, but will likely win that game, win this game. And then like 15 minutes in real time later, it feels like there's no chance they're going to win the game. I mean, it, it's just incredible how that can happen in these things, but I think that's how I'd characterize it. Seven minutes left, first half, Huskers lead nine to six and have the ball, and you're like, okay, let's yeah. go. And you felt like the offense had found a way to move the ball, and then the injury to Casey happens. And, well, you rewinded two plays because that was the, they had a, a play designed for Ramir Johnson, and he doesn't hang on to the football. could have been a huge play, and two plays later is when Casey gets hit, knocked out of the game. And, yeah, at that point, you kind of just felt like the air in the entire stadium left right then and there. Mm-hmm. And, and now, Jack, I will say, I thought the defense kept playing really hard. Yeah. And only allowed a couple of field goals in that second half. I thought they fought all the way to the end. And I'll, I'll take that and, and move into this week with that performance. Uh, I will. I've said this multiple times, multiple places this week. I think the defense, you know, they weren't perfect, but I think they played well enough uh, against Illinois' run game to to win that game. In fact, you know, the biggest problems were on those short passes, actually, Greg. It wasn't that Illinois was gutting them in the run game that much. Um, you know, they got their yards, but again, they they were put in short field positions several times. Um, they they played good enough to win that game, but you, you, I mean, the offense once once Casey went down, they and they struggled a little when he was in, but once he went down, they're just they couldn't do anything and I, I i think greg of course you expect some a little bit of a drop off when you go from number 1 to number 2 from the quarterback but i mean I, would you agree that this was the offense's just inability to do anything was was a bit surprising even with the drop off at quarterback after that change was made surprising and disappointing because you know we'd seen Chuba come in in the second half of the Oklahoma game and he did some good things now he made a mistake or two but he didn't move the team and then you know, yesterday you hear Mark Whipple say, well, Chubba actually missed a couple of days of practice last week. Okay, well, if that's the case, I think, and, and the follow-up question did not come to Mark Whipple, surprisingly. It's like, well, then why didn't Logan get more snaps? Yeah. You know, why, why why are you that limited that you can't? So if Chubba misses practice, that means somebody had to take some reps with the twos on the offensive side of the ball there. But, 
Yeah, uh, so if Chubb has to go Saturday, and we still don't know, and we may get an update later this morning from Coach Joseph when he meets with the media, I would expect Chubb to be quite a bit better because I think all week long he'd be locked in and, and ready to roll and, and do going with working with the number ones. We mentioned this in the broadcast. The one thing about the number two quarterback is you don't get a lot of throws to the number one wide receivers. You're throwing to the backups. And so your timing probably isn't as good. That probably is not the case this week. Yeah. Uh, what? Um, and, and I know we got to see Chuba in this last game, and we've got to see a little bit of him against Oklahoma and, and Indiana. But And we saw Logan Smothers against Iowa this year. But, you know, what are uh, – kind of give us give us your assessment of the difference between these two quarterbacks. I know the, you know, the one-on-one level of this is, is Logan's a better runner, Chuba's a better passer, supposedly. But what do you see as the real kind of difference, the, the strengths and opportunity costs of using either quarterback coming up on Saturday? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's really simple, but I think you just nailed it. I think Chubba's got a better arm, more accurate thrower than Logan. And I don't know that Mark Whipple's that comfortable. I mean, I don't think he really has a lot of option game in his past. I just don't think that's really his, that's kind of, that's not really his level of expertise is how to call some of that. And so they don't rep it nearly mm-hmm. as much. You know, we're, we're in, in the Frost offense, it was, and they did rep it quite a bit. And that's why Logan was fairly successful in that Iowa game last year, where he darn near led the team to the win in that game. So I just don't think they rep it as much now as they did um, a year ago when Scott was calling the offense in the plays. And so I think Chubba just fits more of what Mark Whipple likes to call, and I think that's, that's just a comfort level there that Mark has with Chubba, and I think that's why I think he decided to go full bore with him in the second yeah, half. Yeah, although it was interesting they brought Logan in first, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, uh, I, I know it just it felt like you know it felt a little bit like they they're you know they didn't necessarily know what the plan was uh, for that for that situation, and they started to uh, stick with Chubba. Would you be? I, I mean. I think they kind of intimated this in the the press availability yesterday, but I doubt you would be surprised if both of them had some sort of role on Saturday. Right, if Casey can't go. And Casey did That's take some staff to practice yesterday. So, yeah, if Casey can't go, sure, I think you could see both of them getting some time. And there are programs that, that do that. Quite Rutgers rotates three guys at quarterback. Within the same offense. drive. <laughs> right, I mean, which is really odd. Um, nobody's a fan of that, but I think that might be effective in some ways. Uh, this week against Minnesota. The problem this week is I don't know how many possessions you're going to get. I mean, Minnesota is just so good at draining clock. Jack, they had a drive last week against Rutgers that took over 10 minutes off the clock. I mean, that's almost an entire quarter. Uh, They had the football one drive against last week. That's service academy stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, my goodness. Real, real quick, stand on Nebraska's offensive side. What does it, it, it it's got to be frustrating the coaching staff to the players that you just can't get the running game going more than you do. And I think it causes them to sort of shy away from using it a bit because they, they you know, they just are afraid it's not going to be productive. It's going to put them in holes. I know it's simple, Greg, to just say, well, the offensive line isn't doing its job. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's got to be a little bit more complex than this, but we've seen it work a little bit at different times this year. What exactly is going on with with the running game right now, what's your assessment of of where it's at and and if and how it can improve going to the end of the season? Well, I think it's game by game. I think at Purdue they knew they could beat Purdue deep down the field of the passing game, so that was that was Plan A going into that game, and it worked pretty well. They scored thirty seven points, 
And then I think it just got all out of whack last week with Casey going down. I kept wondering in that second half, where's the jet motion? Where's, you know, some and the handoffs out of the, out of the jet package mm-hmm. to guys? They didn't even do any of that. Uh, but sometimes you need to get a first down or two just to kind of get into a rhythm offensively. And they couldn't even get first downs in the second half. But, yeah, there's just been kind of a resistance to, to attempt to to get a running game going a little bit more regularly. So I, that's been puzzling. I, I think, you know, a lot of us were kind of scratching our heads that second half last week. And, and I'm just going to put that on. There was a, a cloud of fog that everybody operated under once Casey went down. It's like, oh, yeah, gosh, I think so. what do we do now? And I think I just think it was like a boxer who got, got rocked pretty early in a fight. And you're like, okay, I, I, I've lost my head here a little bit. So hopefully now of the week to, to kind of rethink this thing through that they, they settle into something on Saturday. If, if Minnesota does, I mean, and you had a, you had the high up view of Illinois defense. They were playing that, that one high safety looked like a punt returner <laughs> the yeah. way, the way that they were playing him, trying to take away the deep bass. And they, you know, they, Trey Palmer they did. didn't have a, you know, they didn't hit him deep. They barely hit him at all. If Minnesota focuses on taking that away again, um, and we'll see if they do that, but do you think it's important? Do you think it's possible to get Trey Palmer involved in less in just a, a deep route role, getting the ball in his hands more often and more creatively than we have been so far this year? Absolutely. And again, remember he had that out of that jet package against Purdue, that 60 yard run. Right. He got yeah. up the ball and went around the corner. And I kept, that's why I kept kind of going, okay, that's got to be coming up here soon, right? And it never did. So, yeah, you got to be creative. I will say, Jack, early in the game last week, Casey missed him a couple times. Yep. He was open and had some spots. And one time, uh, Casey went down the middle of the field instead of finding Trey on the edge and almost threw an interception. The ball got batted up in the air. Fortunately, it landed incomplete. But then a play or two later, he did throw the pick. Uh, so they tried a couple times to find it. But I'm with you. you got to try to get Trey involved, even if it's just a straight handoff with something to let him get his speed and get going a little bit. This will be another really good defense. This is a top 10 defense in a lot of statistical categories. They've shut out two teams, including Rutgers last week. So it's going to be a challenge, whether it's Casey, Chubba, or Logan out there taking snaps. Um, I, I'm with you on the on the defensive end of things. I was not discouraged by Nebraska's performance against the run. And again, I know people are going to look in the numbers and see the yards that were gained. But it, it, you know, Illinois did. It's Illinois. Nebraska held Illinois to kind of doing what they do in the running game, and you know, getting there for. Four and a half yards carry, but they weren't busting long runs. They weren't, you know, they weren't even. A lot of times, Greg, they would have third and two, and they wouldn't even run it, which right. which surprised me. Or they'd kick a field goal on fourth and one. They weren't overly confident in their in their ability to just gouge Nebraska up the middle. That that's, I think, if you're looking for a bit of a silver lining for the rest of the season, that's a, a bit of one. What did you see? from this defense and, and kind of who stood out to you there and how can they capitalize that against a team like Minnesota and eventually a team like Wisconsin and a team with Iowa who are going to, who are going to try and pound you up the middle. Yeah. I thought that they didn't have much success at all running between the tackles. Nebraska did a really good job of pinching that Brown got most of his uh, yards to the edge. Longest run of the game was a 21 yard pickup for him. I think that was in the fourth quarter when that, when he finally broke one of those off, but yeah, I, I was. I thought they did a nice job containing that. And kudos to Bill Bush for the, the game plan that he put together. And boy, was it good to get Luke Reimer back. He was all over that field, running down Brown and other people on the edge and making plays. I thought Quentin Newsom played really well, made a couple of tackles yeah, for losses. He did. 
in the game last week. So I thought he played very, very well. So I think there was some nice drives defensively. You know, people were talking about the quarterback, DeVito, going 20 or 22. This is pretty interesting, Jack. He he did not com- he didn't even attempt to pass over 20 yards to the air. They you know, they attempted two passes between 10 and 20 yards with the ball traveling in the air, and he was 0 for two. Those were his two incompletions. So his 20 completions Jeez. were within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. So it was all those little short passes. Now the Williams kid broke one free and went for the long score, but he caught the ball like seven yards yeah. in the line of scrimmage. So it was a lot of dink and dunk. And Minnesota will do a lot of that, too. Their leading catcher is their tight end. So that's the guy that they'll throw to a lot in this game on Saturday. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was the more frustrating thing for the defense for me. Was not the not the thing you expected, which was getting pounded up the middle, but it was short passes that were low-risk passes. Uh-huh. That, I mean, just the ability to find a low-risk pass when you needed it, that Illinois offense was was amazing. And, you know, DeVito didn't need to be an amazing quarterback because the guys, you know, they were quick throws. They were short throws. But rarely was it kind of a big risk for a turnover. And and that's just what Illinois has done. And and you're right. Minnesota will, will probably do a lot similar. And um, how similar is, I guess, generally that, that offense? I mean, they ran Ibrahim. 36 times against Rutgers, right? <laughs> you know, Morgan was 14 for 21 for 122 yards. I'm seeing a lot of similarity, at least in terms of the numbers between these two offenses. I, I think Ibrahim's better than Brown. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Now, statistically, he probably isn't this year, but I think overall, I think he's a better back than Brown. They got a, a huge blow in week three when Chris Ottman Bell, their really talented wide receiver, injured a knee. He's out for the year. So that kind of took away their really best deep threat. And so that's why they really work the ball to the tight end a lot more. And here we go again. Mickey said this on Tuesday, another sixth year quarterback to face uh, with Tanner Morgan, who I think when Nebraska joined the league, he was a, a junior then. So, you know, 13 years later, he's still playing football for the Gophers, but, and his, and his, uh, his hairline shows that. Uh, so, yeah, he. Hey, he Greg. Neither neither of us have any place to talk. Okay. No, no. But <laughs> we're all challenged. Yeah. No, we we are. So I, I actually admire him that a guy that looks like that can actually play college exactly. football. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, and but he he certainly has a great great to handle their offense. They will really drain the play clock. You'll be sitting there at Memorial Stadium or listening to us, and you're going to hear me say five, four, three, and then they snap the ball. That's just the way they just drain the game down. So Nebraska's got to try to get a lead early in the game and make them chase a little bit. Same thing. Same thing you said last week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're looking for, uh, you know, Penn State, obviously good offense. Penn State put up 45 on them. Um, you know, Illinois put up 26 on them. Uh, Purdue was able to go into Minnesota and put up 20 points on them. Um, so their defense, yeah, they, they shut out Rutgers and they've definitely had their moments against some teams that really don't have strong offenses. But if the, if, if, if the offense can get it together and, and look different, they should be able to, you know, this offense should be able to get some points on Minnesota. It's not, they haven't been that much of a steel curtain defensively this year that you're, you're going to have to win six to three or something like that. I think Illinois' defensive front is better than Minnesota's. The the secondaries are comparable, uh, but I, I don't think they're quite as strong on the defensive line. So I, that's where I think Nebraska's got to try to establish some kind of a run game. You just can't go out there and throw it all the time. I think they mm-hmm. Mark Whipple's got to just be disciplined and try to try to call a few more run plays and just try to you know 
Don't just give up on it early in the game. And I think he will. I think he will. He'll settle into that. And I know Coach Joseph has kind of hinted at that in some of his comments in the last week that we got to try to hang in there with the run game a little bit. So hopefully, that, you know, you have a little patience in this game. And, you know, you talked about trying to play from ahead. It was working last week. As yeah. we go back to the beginning of this interview, yep. it was yep. working. We were up 9-6 right. with the ball mid-second quarter when the injury happened. And the offense was moving. Yeah. Yep. They, in fact, they were. They even got a couple of, like, kind of gash run plays up the middle, too. Mm-hmm. They did. It was just, it just, it's hard to even remember that. Now after uh, after all of this, um, we got uh, real quick. Just turning the page to basketball, basketball getting started next week. I know they they took the loss against Colorado and and Greg. I'm seeing all these projections. One of the worst teams in Power Five, bottom of the Big Ten. There's got. I guess. I guess if nothing else, this uh, perhaps is a year where Nebraska sneaks in, where everybody assumes that they're going to be a team that's going to be a pushover, and and maybe they surprise some people along the way. I, I hope so. I'm. Uh, what are you seeing? What are you hearing about uh, what this squad is going to look like this year? It's a little well, difficult because there's so many different players. Yeah, I thought there was some encouraging things in Boulder. One, they just played awful the first four or five minutes and were down 10 to up, yeah. and then really kind of played even with them the next 35 minutes of the game. And I don't know that last year's team would have done that. You get down 10 out of the gate, it might end up being 18 at halftime, and you lose by 21 or 22. That, that didn't happen. They fought back. That's what this team's going to do. They're going to fight. They've got some heart with with Sam and, and Emmanuel, those kids and Jawan, those kids yeah. fight hard, and they're gonna they're gonna scratch and claw and get after it. So I think they're gonna be a team we all can root for because we're gonna see good effort night in and night out. They're not overly talented. They're gonna need to shoot the ball better than they have in these two exhibition games. But I think it'll be a team we can easily root for. And I'm looking yeah. forward to, to Monday night when they take the court against the Black Bears in Maine see what, what this thing looks like. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, fu- it'll be fun to get the season going once again. Hey, real quick, I know we're kind of at the point where who knows what the news is going to be during the day, so every day you want to be listening to Sports Nightly to figure it, uh, figure out what happened during the day, but what else we have planned for tonight on Sports Nightly? Going to talk to Mark Manning tonight. The Husker Wrestling starts their season tomorrow at the Devaney Center with a duel at North Dakota State, so wrestling's ready to get underway. And our football show tonight, Defensive backs coach Travis Fisher will be in for the full hour, so look forward to talking to him. Very good. All right. Hey, thank you, Greg. Have a great show tonight. We'll be listening on Saturday and talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, Jack. There you go, Greg Sharp, a voice of the Big Red. 855 Rapid Show after this on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com.